Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Tuesday, January 23rd. Happy Measure Your Feet Day. No, really, it is. Talk about solving a problem you didn't know you had. Just shows to go you. Some folks will take any excuse to party. When's the last time you measured your feet? Never, I'll bet. On Measure Your Feet Day, you're supposed to make sure they're in good health and you got the right size shoes and such. So this one comes with a religious ritual too, I guess. As it happens, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has his own online merch store, from which he sells flip-flops that say Fauci can pound sand on them in the footprints. Get it? Don't know why I told y'all that, except it's hysterical, and it seemed relevant for foot measuring day, and it's wizard-level trolling. And lest y'all think Measure Your Feet Day is just some made-up silliness, as the calendar people are wont to do, feet measuring apparently goes all the way back to ancient Iceland. When the rain would come in the spring, the Icelanders, or Icelandites, or Icelanderanians, the people would celebrate by measuring their feet and doing some shelving. And what is shelving, you may ask? Well, it's kind of like high-fiving with your feet. Why would they do this, you may also ask? No idea. Don't know why you'd do it, let alone why you'd name it. And what does any of this have to do with spring rains? Hey, I'm just as confused as you are. But I'm definitely visiting Iceland soon as I can swing it. Them foot slappers know how to party. And normally, I like to relate these calendar gags back to Christianity in some way. Like maybe I could say something about Ephesians 6 and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But you know what? I'm calling it. This one's just goofy. Our reading for today is Genesis 46, 1 through 47, 31, Matthew 15, 1 through 28, Psalm 19, 1 through 14, and Proverbs 4, 14 through 19. So if y'all are ready, I knew this dude whose wife left him after he lost his feet to frostbite. Turns out she was lactose intolerant. Hey, I done told you, they can't all be winners. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday on the 22nd in the Old Testament, we read Genesis 44, 1 through 45, 28. And Joseph's in the middle of messing with his brothers, and they still ain't figured out who he is yet. And he does that thing again where he hides their money in their sacks of food, and this time he hides his own silver cup in Benjamin's sack. And he tells his steward, let him get a little ways out of the city, and then ride up on him and accuse him of stealing. Which he does. And he finds the cup in Ben's sack, which he knew where it'd be, and he drags them all back to town. And everybody's freaking out by this point. And Judah goes through the whole story, basically to explain how he can't go back without the boy because it had killed Jacob. And Judah offers himself up in his place. And in chapter 45, that's all Joe could handle. And he sends all his servants out and finally comes clean to his brothers and they have a big old emotional family reunion. And he makes a little speech about how they shouldn't feel guilty because it was God who sent him on ahead in order to save the world from the famine. When they sold him into slavery, they had no idea it was all part of God's plan. So remember that next time something goes wrong and you don't understand it. Chuck Missler says, He who is spiritual can perceive the hand of God in every event and therefore is able to forgive those who wrong him. It's like Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good for them that love God and for them that are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say all things are good. It just says they work together for good. Anyway, Joe says, Go back and get dad and the rest of the family and come live here with me. 
You can live in Goshen, which is about 40 miles from Cairo on the Nile Delta, not far from On and Memphis where Joe lived, and it's prime pasture land for their sheep. And verse 16 says, And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And Pharaoh was like, Y'all come on back and don't even bring any stuff because I'll give you everything you could possibly want. And he gives them a bunch of gifts and sends them back. And check this out. They get back and tell Jacob what's going on. And verse 26 says, And told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And then, in verse 28, it says, And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. Notice the quick name change from Jacob to Israel, from when he didn't believe to when he did. Yeah, Jacob went from fainting to believing and saying, I will go and see him before I die. And he was Israel, the prince of God speaking. And we have two identities also, heel catcher, just trying to get ahead or survive. And we are a prince or a princess with God because we've been born again. So where is our confidence? Is it in the flesh, what we see, or in God that we don't see? And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 14, 13 through 36. And Jesus just learned his cousin John was beheaded. It says, when Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. I think partially because they just wanted to be near him, but also everybody probably knew about his cousin and they all wanted to be there for him. And Jesus saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. And evening rolls around and the disciples are like, you better tell them to go back to town before it gets too late and get some dinner. But Jesus said, they need not depart. Y'all feed them. And they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. And I believe if the disciples had just said, no problem, they'd have done the miracle. But they doubted. And they didn't believe five loaves of bread and two fish would feed a crowd of 5,000 men plus women and kids. And I get it, that'd barely feed me. Still, they should have trusted him. But they didn't, so Jesus did the miracle instead. And they ended up with 12 baskets of leftovers. Then Jesus sent the crowd away and sent the disciples back across the lake and went up into a mountain to pray alone. But a storm blew up and the disciples' ship was in trouble. So Jesus just walked out to them on top of the water to help. And remember, the Sea of Galilee isn't very big. It's smaller than the bay we have to drive across every morning. But they see him coming and freak out. They think he's a ghost, but he's like, no, it's just me. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. So he's like, come on with it. And Peter steps out onto the water and starts walking. But he got scared and lost faith a little and started to sink. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. Then they get to the other side, to Genesaret, and once everybody over there realized who he was, they started bringing every sick person they could find out of the woodwork to be healed, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. And that's more of an act of faith than you realize, because the hem of his garment symbolized his authority. That's why David cut that part of Saul's clothing off. By touching the hem of Jesus' garment, that showed they recognized his authority as Messiah. So the wind was against them, the boat being tossed in the waves, and Jesus shows up. Peter wants to be sure, and finds himself walking on water toward the Lord until he looked away and started to sink. Nothing changed except Peter's focus. 
When he looked away from Jesus, he started going down and he panicked. Jesus was within arm's length. He always is. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 18, 37 through 50. And we finish this one up. And David is given thanks for victory over and deliverance from his enemies. He says, It is God that avengeth me and subdueth the people under me. Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Amen. David is always giving God full credit for everything and being thankful. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 4, 11 through 13. And verse 13 says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. And that's kind of the big idea of these four verses. He's saying knowledge is power. But more than that, fear of the Lord is where all safety and security lies. It's one of those divine contradictions that I like so much that those of us who fear God are not afraid of him at all, and those that don't are terrified of him. But Bible y'all, Paul, that doesn't make sense. Well, it would if you feared God. And Proverbs teaches us the way of wisdom, so we can walk in it. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for January 23rd is Genesis 46, 1 through 47, 31. And Israel took his journey with all that he had, and came to Beersheba, and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night, and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. And Jacob rose up from Beersheba, And the sons of Israel carried Jacob their father and their little ones and their wives in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. And they took their cattle and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his seed with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters. And all his seed brought he with him into Egypt. And these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt, Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and the sons of Reuben, Hanak, and Philu, and Hezron, and Carmi. And the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, and Jamin, and Ohad, and Jachin, and Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanitish woman. And the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. And the sons of Judah, Ur and Onan, and Shelah, and Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Perez were Hezron, and Hamul. And the sons of Issachar, Tola, and Fuva, and Job, and Shimron, and the sons of Zebulun, Sered, and Elon, and Jalil. These be the sons of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob in Padanaram with his daughter Dinah. All the souls of his sons and his daughters were thirty and three. And the sons of Gad, Ziphion, and Haggai, Shuni, and Esbon, Eri, and Arodi, and Areli. And the sons of Asher, Jemna, and Ishua, and Esui, and Bariah, and Sarah their sister, and the sons of Bariah, Heber, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter. And these she bare unto Jacob, even sixteen souls. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph and Benjamin. And unto Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of An, bare unto him. And the sons of Benjamin were Bela and Becher and Ashbel, Gera and Naaman, Ehi and Rosh. Mupim, and Hupim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, which were born to Jacob. All the souls were fourteen. 
and the sons of Dan, Hushim, and the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, and Guni, and Jezer, and Shillam. These are the sons of Bilhah, which Laban gave unto Rachel his daughter, and she bare these unto Jacob. All the souls were seven. All the souls that came with Jacob into Egypt, which came out of his loins, besides Jacob's sons' wives, all the souls were threescore and six. And the sons of Joseph, which were born him in Egypt, were two souls. All the souls of the house of Jacob, which came into Egypt, were threescore and ten. And he sent Judah before him unto Joseph to direct his face unto Goshen. And they came into the land of Goshen. And Joseph made ready his chariot, and went up to meet Israel his father to Goshen, and presented himself unto him. And he fell on his neck, and wept on his neck a good while. And Israel said unto Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen thy face, because thou art yet alive. And Joseph said unto his brethren, and unto his father's house, I will go up and shew Pharaoh, and say unto him, My brethren and my father's house, which were in the land of Canaan, are come unto me. And the men are shepherds, for their trade hath been to feed cattle. And they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. And it shall come to pass, when Pharaoh shall call you, and shall say, What is your occupation? That ye shall say, Thy servant's trade hath been about cattle from our youth even until now, both we and also our fathers. That ye may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptian. Chapter 47 Then Joseph came and told Pharaoh, and said, My father and my brethren and their flocks and their herds and all that they have are come out of the land of Canaan. And behold, they are in the land of Goshen. And he took some of his brethren, even five men, and presented them unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto his brethren, What is your occupation? And they said unto Pharaoh, Thy servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. They said moreover unto Pharaoh, For to sojourn in the land are we come. For thy servants have no pasture for their flocks, for the famine is sore in the land of Canaan. Now therefore we pray thee, let thy servants dwell in the land of Goshen. And Pharaoh spake unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren are come unto thee. The land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land make thy father and thy brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen let them dwell. And if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. And Joseph brought in Jacob his father, and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, How old art thou? And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh, and went out from before Pharaoh. And Joseph placed his father and his brethren, and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramesses, as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph nourished his father and his brethren, and all his father's household, with bread according to their families. And there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very sore, so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. And Joseph said, Give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle if money fail. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses, and for the flocks, and for the cattle of the herds, and for the asses. And he fed them with bread for all their cattle for that year. When that year was ended, they came unto him the second year, and said unto him, We will not hide it from my Lord, how that our money is spent. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle. There is not aught left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. 
Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land, by us and our land for bread? And we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh, and give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. And Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for the Egyptians sold every man his field, because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. And as for the people, he removed them to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt, even to the other end thereof. Only the land of the priests bought he not, for the priests had a portion assigned them of Pharaoh, and did eat their portion which Pharaoh gave them. Wherefore they sold not their lands. Then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day and your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass in the increase that ye shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh, and four parts shall be your own, for seed of the field, and for your food, and for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. And Joseph made it a law over the land of Egypt unto this day, that Pharaoh should have the fifth part, except the land of the priests only, which became not Pharaoh's. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein, and grew and multiplied exceedingly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt seventeen years, so the whole age of Jacob was an hundred forty and seven years. And the time drew nigh that Israel must die. And he called his son Joseph, and said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt, but I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt, and bury me in their burying place. And he said, I will do as thou hast said. And he said, Swear unto me. And he sware unto him. And Israel bowed himself upon the bed's head. Our reading in the New Testament for January 23rd is Matthew 15, 1-28. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother. And he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Esaias prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the multitude, and said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. Then came his disciples, and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended, after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone, they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Then answered Peter, and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly, and is cast out into the draught? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. 
And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Our reading in Psalms for January 23rd is Psalm 19, 1-14. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament sheweth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night sheweth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. And our reading in Proverbs for January 23rd is Proverbs 4, 14-19. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away, for they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. That is it for the 23rd. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is about Numbers 11.15, which says, And if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand, if I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on how doing God's will is our holy purpose, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, Sometimes the burdens and trials we are saddled with can seem overwhelming, and we feel like failures when we don't measure up. Even Moses had enough of the whining and complaining of the people that you asked him to lead, so much that he asked you to kill him rather than live with their complaints. Please, Father, help us to never reach that point with you. May we always find joy and contentment in whatever you put before us, for doing your will is its own goodness and is our holy purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yallin' I got for you tonight. 
Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody that's listening and let this podcast be helpful to them. Amen. You can look for us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like Bible Y'all and you want to support it, best thing you can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. If you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make things any better, well, you heard what I said. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. There you go. I fixed it. I don't think that works that way. You're wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wrong a lot.